Greetings, all. Thanks for stopping by to hear a story about the Peters children. I hope this week's story, Penelope Shares the Gospel, encourages you to share about Jesus with your friends. I have some grandkids who regularly talk to their friends about Jesus. They've even brought one of their friends, who lives across the street from them, to our church day camp. As you listen, you might be thinking about someone you want to share Jesus with and ask God to give you an opportunity to share. And as usual, if you hear a hymn or a line from a hymn in the story, email us at whimsywins at gmail.com. If your correct answer is the first we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's winner was Phoebe from Concord, California, who emailed us the correct answer of, This is my father's world, from the story Penelope the Talebearer. So let's hear it for Phoebe! Hip hip hooray! Now it's time for the story. Oh wait though, before we get to it, I want to share a tidbit about this week's story. As I've mentioned before, many of the stories are from the author's real life. In other words, they're based on true stories. In this week's episode, Nora, a new character in the story, has moved in across the street from the Peters house. She is close to Penelope's age, and she has a ton of freckles. When the author was a little girl, she too had a face full of freckles, like many of you may have. God has created every single person uniquely and differently, and I think that's fantastic. And now it's time to get to this week's story, Penelope Shares the Gospel. The noises outside Penelope's bedroom window awakened her from a sound sleep on the third Saturday in October. There was a nip in the air with chilly temperatures outdoors. Indoors, the heat blowing in from the vents on the floor made everyone feel snug and warm. Though Penelope didn't want to leave the comforts of her cozy bed, her curiosity, and if you recall, Penelope had a large dose of curiosity, got the best of her. She threw a comfy blanket around her shoulders and hurried over to the window to see a big blue van parked at the empty house with a sold sign in its yard across the street. For a few minutes, she watched in silence, transfixed by the activity of men unloading the van and carrying furniture and large appliances into the house. She wasn't the only one who had been awakened by the noises coming from outside. Her brother Pearson, who was groggy from having just been awakened, stepped into her room from his room down the hall. He greeted his sister with a voice that made it clear that he had also been deep in sleep before the noise began. Oh, good morning, Pen. Did you see people are moving into the yellow house across the street? Without so much as turning away from the window, Penelope responded with a little excitement for someone who had just been rousted from bed. Yeah, I know. I've been watching. And look what else. Pearson hightailed it over to the window where his sister stood. They both watched as a man, a woman, and a girl who looked to be about Penelope's age hopped out of a gray minivan that had pulled up behind the big blue moving van. Penelope couldn't help but feel a rush of excitement, wondering what the girl's name was, thinking about what school she would go to and puzzling over how old the girl was. Before she could think too much more about it, though, Mama Peters called the children downstairs. Time to eat! The children scampered downstairs, 
where Penelope hugged Mama Peters and affectionately patted her growing belly. Pearson, too, hugged Mama Peters. And Daddy Peters, who had followed them into the dining room, also distributed hugs all around. The family sat down together at the dining room table, but before diving into a yummy Saturday morning breakfast, Daddy Peters prayed and thanked the Lord for the food. He had barely gotten the word amen out of his mouth when Penelope started in. There's a family moving in across the street. There's a girl, and she looks like like she's about my age. Mama Peters looked intrigued. Really? That's exciting. We'll have to make them some cookies and have them over later. Can I help? Penelope asked, knowing that if she helped, she would probably get a spoonful of cookie dough. Mama Peters nodded her approval, but Daddy Peters interjected. You think that maybe we should give them a chance to settle in today, dear? Tomorrow after church might be better timing. After breakfast, Penelope loaded the dishwasher while Pearson cleared and wiped the table and took out the trash. Daddy Peters announced his plan to take the kids fishing at the local pond so that poor Mama Peters could go and get a pedicure for her puffy, aching feet. Pearson was almost giddy with excitement and shouted, Yes! and ran into the garage to put together his fishing rod and rearrange his tackle box with Daddy Peters. Penelope, who was excited to go fishing, was equally excited to spy on the new family across the street from her bedroom window. She dashed upstairs and figured she had a good hour to watch the activity while Daddy Peters and Pearson rearranged the bobbers, the lures, the power bait, the hooks, and the jigs. She settled deep in her beanbag chair and watched out the window as the moving van was being unloaded. After several minutes of sitting at the window gawking, she spotted the girl who had gotten out of the minivan earlier that morning. She had red curly hair and freckles, and she was walking her purple bike with rainbow streamers that came out of the handlebars down the moving van ramp. Penelope's interest was piqued as she watched the red-headed girl hop on her bike and ride up and down the street. Ooh, I want to ride my bike with her, she said aloud to no one in particular. Penelope hustled downstairs and asked Mama Peters, Mama, can I go outside and ride my bike with the girl across the street? You can, Mama replied, but be sure you're ready when Daddy Peters calls you to go fishing. Penelope gave Mama a thumbs up and skipped out the door. Grabbing her bike and her helmet, she rode off down the street to catch up with the new girl. When she got within a few feet of her, she put on her brakes and said, Hey, you're our new neighbor. I live in the house across the street from you. My name's Penelope. What's yours? The girl turned her bike around to face Penelope, who realized just how many freckles the new girl had. Her whole face was covered with freckles. My name's Nora. Penelope responded, It's nice to meet you, Nora. I love your freckles. Upon hearing Penelope's compliment, Nora blushed and said, You do? Thanks. I don't like them at all. Why not? Penelope asked. They're so pretty. I kind of wish I had some. But instead, I only have like four ugly brown moles. One of my moles is even shaped like a rat. It even looks like it has a tail. Look, it's right here. She pointed to her left arm. Nora giggled. <laughs> I don't think that looks like a rat at all. And it's tiny. Imagine if you were covered in those. Think about how I feel. Penelope sheepishly smiled. Well, thank you. Knowing she might need to leave soon to go fishing, 
Penelope wanted to find out some more information about Nora before she left, so she abruptly changed the subject and asked, How old are you, Nora? I'm going to be seven next month. My birthday's on Thanksgiving this year. Really? That's exciting. I'd love it if my birthday was on a holiday. Nora was so taken with the idea of having a birthday on a holiday that she forgot to say how old she was. Well, I sure wish I didn't have to split the day with Thanksgiving. But anyway, how old are you? I just turned six in August. I think a Thanksgiving birthday would be fun. Having a birthday and a holiday together with the whole family over? That would be fun. Oh, I never thought of that, Penelope countered. Their short conversation was interrupted when Penelope heard Daddy yell, Nellie, it's time to go! Penelope rode furiously toward her dad as she waved to Nora. I'll see you later! You ready, girl? Daddy Peters asked as he loaded the picnic basket and the fishing gear into the car. Yeah, Daddy, I am. And her name's Nora, by the way, and she's almost my age. Daddy chuckled at his young daughter's enthusiasm. <laughs> as Penelope climbed into the back seat next to Pearson, who was wearing his cargo pants loaded down with fishing gear, she proceeded to tell him all about Nora for the next 15 minutes as they rode to the pond. When they arrived at the pond, they unloaded their stuff, and the three of them cast their lines within minutes. Penelope was not the most patient fisherwoman. She had a bad habit of casting and reeling far too quickly to catch any fish. Within a half an hour, she had caught two solid bundles of seaweed and had gotten her line tangled in the shrubs three times. Daddy Peters wasn't too thrilled with having to detangle her line and calmly reminded her that fish aren't attracted to race car lure and to take her time. Disciplining herself, Penelope managed to slow down her casting, particularly after Pearson had caught his first trout, which was almost the length of his entire arm. Daddy Peter's catch, a slightly smaller trout, came shortly after Pearson's catch. Oh, how Penelope wanted to catch a fish. So she fixed her gaze on her fishing line and prayed that God would assign a fish to it. As Pearson called out, Fish on! Penelope prayed harder. Please, Lord, please, can't I catch just one? Not much more than ten minutes later, but that Penelope felt a tug on her line and exuberantly yelled, Fish on! as she reeled it in. Daddy Peters put his arm around his daughter. Praise the Lord, baby girl. I prayed you would catch one. They fished until about five o'clock, and they caught a total of seven fish. It had been a good day of fishing, but it was time to go home. On the drive home, Penelope chattered excitedly about her two catches. Daddy Peters reminded the children that God is sovereign over big things as well as over little things, and that by the word of his power, he holds all things together. Penelope nodded, grateful for her fish. When they got home, Mama Peters had a big dinner of fried chicken and mashed potatoes for her starving family. I bake cookies for the neighbors for tomorrow. Sorry you weren't here for it, Penelope, but I didn't think we'd have time to do it by the time you guys got home. That's okay, Mama. I caught two fish, and we had a lot of fun, Penelope said sweetly. And, oh yeah, that's right, I met Nora, the girl across the street. She told Mama all about their conversation, and Mama Peters encouraged Penelope to maybe invite her to night church. Penelope scrunched up her nose and said, Well, maybe I could. Mama Peters was puzzled. Penelope? Why just maybe, honey? Well, I don't know. I, 
I don't know, Mama. What if they're not Christians and stuff? And what if they aren't nice? And it just seems like, oh, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I could just wait a little while before I invite her. Well, if they aren't Christians, wouldn't that be even more of a reason to invite them? Daddy Peters weighed in. Penelope scrunched up her nose again and said, Well, Daddy, it just seems a little weird. We sing songs, and, and maybe they don't know the songs. I don't know, Daddy Peters. I, I, just, I just don't know. I don't want her to think we're a bunch of weirdos. Daddy Peters looked at Mama Peters and then back at Penelope. Well, Nellie girl, it doesn't really matter what people think about us. The Bible says that people will be different from us. We're supposed to be lights that shine in the darkness, and we should care more about what God thinks of us than what people think of us. I know, Daddy. It's, it's just that sometimes I think it might sound funny when we sing the hymn, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. I don't know, Daddy. It, it's just it's so hard to explain. I just think about how to some people it, it might sound funny that we're, well, that we're, she continued to stammer as she tried to get her thoughts out, that, that we're singing a song about Jesus' blood. That just might sound funny to some people, Daddy. But the Bible says the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. That means to people who don't believe, we're definitely weirdos. And the faster you become okay with that, the bolder God will make you. Remember, we should never be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to those who believe. Penelope nodded. I know, Daddy. How about we stop and pray right now for boldness to share with our new neighbors, Mama Peter suggested. That's a great idea, darling. Daddy Peters began to pray. Lord God, we are so thankful for new neighbors. And we're thankful for your kindness in giving us boldness to speak about you when we feel scared. We ask you, God, for courage for Penelope to share her faith with Nora. Help her to ignore her nervousness and to obey you and to care more about what you think rather than what others think about her. Thank you that in your kindness you have chosen the weak things of the world to shame the wise. Let Penelope walk in wisdom tomorrow with strength. In your name, amen. Pearson looked relieved when Daddy Peter said amen as he picked up his fork and ravenously began eating again. Sheesh, take it easy, Pierce, Daddy Peters laughed. Sorry, Daddy, but shouldn't I be thankful for the food God gives me? He answered with his mouth full. Penelope laughed, <laughs> accidentally snorting out her milk through her nose, <clears throat> making her laugh even harder. <laughs> okay, kids, chill out, Daddy Peters chuckled. <laughs> the next morning, Penelope woke up bright and early for church. She picked out her white and black checkered dress with the attached patent leather belt. It took her a minute to decide between her black lace-up boots and her shiny ballet flats before she settled on the boots. Glancing in the mirror, she thought that, except for her hair, she looked pretty good. She strolled over to Mama Peter's room where Mama Peter's was just buttoning up her pink maternity blouse and said, Morning, Mama. I'm ready for my hair. Mama Peter's brushed through Penelope's hair, divided it down the middle, and skillfully did two French braids tying ribbons at the ends. Daddy Peter's whistle. <whistles> look at my beautiful ladies. You look ready to go. After a quick breakfast of Cheerios and orange juice, everyone grabbed their Bibles and headed out the door. As the Peters family walked to the car, Penelope took a quick peek across the street at Nora's yellow house and remembered the conversation from last night. 
Nora was just coming out the front door when she noticed the Peters family and waved cheerily at Penelope, who waved back and called out, I'll see you after I get back from church, Nora, and got into the car. Mama Peters stole a quick look at Daddy Peters because they both recognized that even mentioning church was an act of courage for their sweet girl. As Penelope sat listening with her friends at church, she was struck by how strange the story of Jonah being swallowed by a big fish sounded. It made her think of several other Bible stories that sounded equally absurd and took faith to believe. And Penelope knew that this was the foolishness of the world that Daddy was talking about. On the drive home from church, Penelope sat lost in thought, but grew even more determined to share the gospel with Nora that day. After they had eaten their Sunday afternoon lunch, the Peters family walked across the street to the yellow house with Mama carrying a plate of her chocolate supreme cookies. When they got to the door, Penelope reached out her hand and rang the doorbell. Nora, with her mom close behind, answered the door and looked pleasantly surprised. Oh, hello! Hi, Penelope! She turned toward her mom, who was behind her, and introduced her. And this is my mom. With a warm, friendly smile, Nora's mom said, Hi, my name is Jane. Won't you come in? The Peters family stepped inside as Nora's dad got up from his chair. And this is my husband, Sam, Jane informed them. Sam offered his hand to Mr. Peters and remarked, We've heard a lot about your daughter, Penelope, and how friendly she is. With a wave of her hand, Jane directed everyone into the family room. You'll have to excuse the mess, she said, pointing to about a gazillion boxes that hadn't yet been unpacked, scattered in every corner of the house. Mama Peters answered, Oh, we don't plan on staying long. We just came over to introduce ourselves, and we wanted to bring you some cookies. Everyone sat down on the big leather sectional, the very one Penelope had seen the moving company unload yesterday while she had been spying from her bedroom window. Nora invited Penelope and Pearson up to her bedroom, and they gladly followed. Wait! You guys went to church this morning. What's that about? Nora asked inquisitively. In that moment, Penelope knew her opportunity was presenting itself. Without hesitation, she said, Well, at church we learn about Jesus and how we need him in order to get to heaven because he died on the cross for our sins. Sin? Nora inquired. I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that. What is sin? Penelope thought for a moment, and then Pearson answered, Sin is just disobeying God, which we all do. Penelope was particularly thankful for her brother's quick reply. Nora nodded, but she seemed confused. Is it fun? she wanted to know. Penelope answered, Well, Nora, it's not all about being fun, although it is. Why don't you come with us to church tonight? We're going in a couple of hours. Oh, I'm not sure I can, but I'll ask my mom. Mama Peters yelled upstairs, Penelope! Pearson! It's time to go! Nora sighed sadly. She didn't really want them to have to leave. Well, I'll ask my mom, okay, you guys? Nora followed Penelope and Pearson downstairs, and Daddy Peters greeted them at the bottom. Ready to go, children? Don't worry. You'll see Nora in a couple of hours. The Thomas family is going to go to church with us tonight. Penelope quickly realized that Nora's last name was Thomas, and her heart leaped with joy as she walked with her family back across the street. They're sure a nice family, Penelope, and I want you to know, it's not just you who needed courage to share today.
Apparently, Nora told her parents about us going to church this morning after you told her you would see her after church. That opened a door, and Mr. Thomas asked me about church. I had to pray for boldness, though. Oh, Daddy, Penelope responded. It was so wonderful. God gave me the courage and gave Pearson the wisdom about how to share and what to share. Daddy Peters looked at Penelope and smiled. Well, Pen, we did our job. God tells us to plant the seed, and he is the one who will do the watering. Praise the Lord. Mama Peters squeezed Penelope's hand tightly and gazed lovingly and gratefully at her two children. She knew there would be a lot of parenting still left to do, but she was certain God would be faithful to do the work he wanted to do for his glory. Hi everyone. Welcome to Grandmom's Corner. I'd like to chat with you for a few minutes about something specific from the story. Do you remember when Penelope was fishing and Pearson and Daddy had both caught fish? Penelope really wanted to catch one too. So she prayed and asked the Lord to send a fish her way. Now that might sound like a silly prayer, but God wants us to come to him with everything on our heart, no matter how big or how small. It reminded me of something that happened when we were on vacation at Glacier National Park in Montana during the summer. Grandmom's husband, who my grandkids call Papa, saw a black bear off the side of the road. Even though he pointed it out to me, I couldn't see it. And I was so disappointed. Over the next few days, we prayed that I could see one. The day before we left, we were driving out of the park and it was extremely dark on the road. I prayed even as we drove, Lord, you'll have to bring a bear to us if we're going to see it because it's too dark to see through the trees. You know what happened? All of a sudden, Grandmom's husband asked, what's that? And pointed to something in the road. Yep, you guessed it. It was a grizzly bear. As soon as the grizzly bear saw us though, he scampered up the side of the hill and disappeared, but not before I got a picture. We were so happy to have seen it. We prayed and thanked the Lord for his goodness. Now before I sign off, let me quickly turn to Philippians 4.6 and read a verse to you about prayer. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, and supplication just means to ask, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. You can talk to God about everything, just like it says there in that verse. And everything means everything. Don't leave anything out. Tell him everything that's on your heart. Penelope prayed for a fish, but more importantly, she prayed that God would help her be brave enough to tell Nora about Jesus. We hope you come back next week for another story about the Peters children. Bye for now.